What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's World Parent Day. How the hell are you celebrating that? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Hey, Tony, World Parent Day. How are you celebrating? Ah! Wilbon, Wilbon. Like I'm a that could be, you know, that could be the worst Carol. open in 20 yeah. years and a half of PTI. That could be the worst Do one. You know Worse than Uranus jokes, everything. Parrots can live to be 100 years old. If you buy a young parrot, it, it will outlive you. Parrots live well, forever. Turtles, really are older, turtles are older than that. You have to include them in wills. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Aaron Donald wants more money. The pitch clock is succeeding, and Nick Saban backtracks on Jimbo Fisher. But we begin today with the New York Rangers crushing Carolina 6-2 to two in Game 7 last night in Carolina, where the Hurricanes had not lost a single playoff game. Both of us thought Carolina had a distinct advantage at home because of their 7-0 record, but the Rangers got the first four goals and they were never threatened. Wilbon, how do you explain the Rangers cruising to a Game 7 win in Carolina? They played better. They got up early, Tony, and that second goal, which was a power play goal, I turned on right as they were celebrating the power play goal to make it 2-0. And I was like, whoa, whoa, the Rangers are up 2-0 on a Carolina team that has been dominant at home. The thing is, though, Carolina has been dominant at home. They won their games at home. I think they were 7-0 in home playoff games, but they didn't score a lot. And so 2-0, which is often referred to, you know, as the, the, the dangerous 2 nothing league because teams often come back from 2 nothing. It's the third goal that really sort of, sort of ices it and takes control of the game. The Rangers got that, too. And the fourth goal, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm turning on the Law & Order reruns now. I was not expecting right, right. the Rangers to do this at Carolina. I, I don't know what the Vegas line was, but, man, they took the suspense out of that one fairly early, didn't they? Yeah, as I said yesterday, this proves there's a moral law somewhere in the universe because provincial goobers in North Carolina attempted to block Ranger fans from buying (laughs) tickets to see the game in Carolina. And the NHL was gutless and they allowed this. So this is a just ending as far as I'm concerned. But like you, I don't really understand how it happened. They were up 2-0 pretty quick. And then the goalie went down. And he yeah. went down doing a split on a save, and Ante it looked like down. he ripped every Ante. muscle out of both yes. hamstrings. Yes. And the new kid who came in wasn't up to it all. And the Rangers, Igor Shesterkin, was up to it. He did not allow a goal into the third period. And you said that Carolina didn't score a lot, but they were plus 17 goal differential in those seven games at home. Uh, and, and the Rangers, Mike, the Rangers in the last two games beat them by a total score of 11-4. of And if this Crushed was soccer, Carolina would be relegated next couldn't year. They'd score. be in a Division two. But they couldn't score, Tony, which is to the point. Now you got Rangers and the Ning. I like annoying people in the Tampa area because I call them the Ning. You got that coming up as your Eastern Conference final. And maybe, Tony. Maybe it's like 1994 for the Rangers, their magical Stanley Cup championship year after 100 years of no cup when the Rangers were the NHL version do of you, the Cubs. Do you know the record? I was at a lot do of those games in 94. Do you know the record this year? What? 
Do you know the record this year between these teams? And I understand the yeah, Tampa Bay is formidable. 3 0 Rangers. Yes, I do know the record. 3 Rangers. And I'm saying maybe this is a magical year for the Rangers. He's only allowed four goals in those three games. So maybe, I guess I'm saying they have a chance. The other team should be favored, but they have a chance. They have a chance. Come on now. Um, Let's move to baseball, where the introduction of the pitch clock to the minor leagues appears to be a big success. Jason Stark of The Athletic reports that since pitchers became limited to 14 seconds with nobody on base, 18 or 19 seconds with a runner on, the average game time, again, we're talking about the minors, is down 28 minutes, nearly a half an hour from last season to just over two and a half hours. Strikeout and walk rates are also down slightly, meaning more balls in play. That's for a different day. Tony, how significant do you expect the pitch clock to be if and when it presumably hits the major leagues as soon as next season? So I think the significance is totally dependent on it being a 14-second pitch clock to me. We have evidence that with a 14-second pitch clock, the game is reduced by 28 minutes. And we have evidence that strikeouts are down and walks are down and, and that contact hitting is up. Now, I expect the players to object to this, Mike, because Major League players object to all changes all the time. It doesn't matter. It's unilateral. They can impose well, this unilaterally by the CBA. They can Im- they can impose a pitch clock, but I don't know that they can impose how many seconds. They may have to bargain that. If it goes to 20 or 25 with nobody on, that dilutes the effect yes, that we've seen. That would you, dilute, you want yes. it to be, yeah, you want it to be shorter games. You want to get out of the ballpark by 10 or 10:30. You want the 11 o'clock news to actually start at 11. A 14-second pitch clock is giving us what we want. So at yeah. least impose that. Agree. Except I don't trust Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball makes the dumbest decisions on a weekly basis of any of the leagues. They just do stuff. You know, I don't trust them to even implement it, even though Major League Baseball can by rule really? implement it. I don't, I don't, no, I don't yes. trust them. Tony, Major what? League Baseball can't even get a suspension right. They can't even get it right when somebody slaps somebody and it's on video. Major League but Baseball doesn't doing get it in the anything minors, Mike. right. Mike, it's in the minors, and they run the minors, and it's going to go to the majors. They've got a laboratory. Yes, they have a lab, Tony. They've seen it. They know yes, it, works. it works. There's proof positive, and I don't trust them. I don't trust Major See, League I Baseball to get anything right. I'm trying to right. figure They're two lazy. things out. I'm trying to figure two things out. I'm gratified but surprised that strikeouts are down and walks are down and contact is up. Maybe it's because of the focus you have to have because you're in the box quicker. And obviously strikeouts are down because batters don't want a called third because they're not in the box. Pitchers don't want a called fourth ball for a walk because they're not ready. So if that's an unintended circumstance, I'm happy. But I'm also trying to figure out what is Tony Clark going to say as to why this is bad? Because it isn't bad. Just go with it. It isn't bad. It's good. If you don't have enough history, you've been covering and observing Major League Baseball for 50 years, and you know they don't get it right. How in the hell has baseball gone from an hour 45 minutes to three and a half in our lifetimes? They don't get it right. They'll come up with an excuse. They'll screw it up. It's out in front of them, and it works. It works. Aaron Donald went on the I Am Athlete podcast, and he said all his goals were met, 
And he was at peace with his career. He said at peace three or four times. He could walk away tomorrow, no problem. But a lot of people think Donald is trying to get the Rams to rip up his contract and give him a new one, rightfully reestablishing Donald as the highest paid defensive player in the league. Wilbon, should the Rams give Donald more money or call his bluff? Tony, they can call his bluff. I mean, you know, they can. But, but the NFL, and the NFL can call your bluff. They do it all the time. They not only stonewall people, they can just cut you straight out. They cut Hall of Famers. They do it. But in the case of Aaron Donald, this is slightly different than Dak getting his money because Dak hasn't won and Aaron Donald has. And I, I'm not out there on the stump for, oh, my God, somebody's got to get paid. It's the most boring topic in sports to me. But Aaron Donald, they could, the Rams could placate him probably. They could just say, you know what? We know that you're, we signed you to the highest defensive contract at the time when you signed it. But now one of That's the right. Watts is making twice as much as you, and we don't even like that. They just gave their coach tens of millions of dollars more because Amazon was going to come get him and put him in a booth, or they agreed to it, or they're about to agree to it. So just say, you know what, we're going to give you 20 mil. We're going to give you at least 20. You make 14, here's 20 mil in bonus money, which you can figure out around yeah. the cap and get away from the cap and just do it, and it won't matter anything to the Rams who don't care about draft picks or money anyway. Yeah. So I'll get to the actual numbers in a second. If you're Aaron Donald, it's easy in late May to say you can walk away. It's harder in September to say you can walk away. I understand he's accomplished his goals. He won a Super Bowl. He made a lot of money. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He can walk. He's not going anywhere. He can walk no. like John Elway would walk. The difference not is going. walk on top. The difference is Elway was 37 and battered yeah. and Donald yeah. is 31. He's not. Here's all you have to do. When he signed this deal, the deal has two years left. He makes $22.5 million a year on this deal. T.J. Watt now makes 28. So for $12 million, you don't have to rewrite the contract. For $12 million, you can make Aaron Donald the biggest paid guy on all the defense. To me, if I ran the Rams, I would do that. I wouldn't necessarily extend his contract unless I got a club option. But Call I would give him give the him money because Aaron, yes. Aaron Donald is worth that kind of money. And then when other people on the team came to me and said, well, he got money, I want more money, I would say, son, I'm not giving you any more money. I'm giving him money. If you, I don't want him to walk. If you want to walk, go walk. Not him. He stays. Let me Let's just ask you a quick question. Wait, wait, before we break, go let me ahead. ask you a quick question. How about yep. this? Would you like to pay James Harden about $30 million more a year than Aaron Donald? It's hard to believe. How about that? It's hard to believe. Uh, Let's take a break. Yeah. Coming up, the Oilers and the Avalanche start their conference final tonight. Who has the edge? And Eli White made an impressive catch last night, but was he even better at the plate? No. Toss-up. Next. Just guarantee Aaron Donald another $15, $20 million. Just give it to him. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, brushes his teeth, and starts getting ready for bed. What's first? Toss-up. Who do you favor in the Western Conference Final, the Oilers or the Avalanche? So I honestly don't know much about these teams. What I do know is on Edmonton, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl seem to get two goals at least in every playoff game. And on Colorado, Nathan McKinnon seems to get one goal at least in every playoff game. I watched our friend Barry Melrose this morning on TV describe them as the best two players in hockey. He was rhapsodic about them. He thinks it's going to be a very high-scoring series. And I just found out that they had never, neither of them had ever been to the conference finals before. So this is for hockey, what it would be like if Mike Trout was in the ALCS. If you ask me which team I like, Mike, I will say Edmonton for two reasons. Because if you add Dreisaitl, they got two of these guys, not just one. And I like it when Canadian teams win. I like that. Well, you also have Evander Kane, who's often not always on that line. But it's a spectacular line. And these two teams are spectacular to watch. They're the highest scoring teams in the league, Tony, one and two. And I, I think the Avalanche, just listening to all the prognostication from the beginning of the playoffs, might be a little, certainly a little deeper team, a little stronger team. Goaltending really shouldn't win the day for either team, although all you got to do is no. be a little bit better than the opposite number down the other end of the ice. I, I just want to see the excitement of it, Tony. Look, in most sports, I like low scoring. I like, I like two one October games in baseball I'd like to see a little bit more scoring in soccer. But I'll take – the other night there was a 9-5 game. When you get out into these games in the Western Conference, they're going to be so much more exciting to me than the Ning, you know, whoever they're playing, you know, with the Rangers. Mr. We're playing the Rangers. We just we the went through Western this less Conference than a minute ago. Tone, I can't wait to – I'm going to watch these games. They're exciting to watch. I just – I wish they were starting at like 10 o'clock in the West and I was in the East so I could stay up and watch them. Now, I'm in the West. Some of these games start at like 5 o'clock. That's way too early. It's called Kornheiser Blue-Haired Bedtime. I don't like the start times yeah. out here. Yeah, I couldn't stay with it. Let's go next. Toss-up. Where did Rangers outfielder Eli White have the better night? At the plate or in the field? Eli White had a very good night at the plate. He was 3 for 4. He hit a home run, and he's not a home run hitter. He had a single, and then he had a bunt single. I've been told he's the third fastest guy in baseball, so he can beat out a lot of bunts. That's a good night at the plate. He had a great night in the field. Real early in the game, he made what might be the catch of the year, right? G-Man Choi of Tampa hit one out. He hit one out. It's three runs in. This guy, White, goes over the wall. This is not an insubstantial wall. This is an eight 
foot wall. He goes on, way man. over it. He goes <laughs> David Thompson over David this Thompson, wall. Very good. This is, very this good. is this is vertical homes, and he brings that one back. That is a great catch. You know what would make me really angry because I covered a lot of baseball early in my career, and I would describe that as robbing a guy of a home run, yanking a home run back. And some editor at the Washington yeah. Post late at night would say, well, you can't presume. You have to say he robbed him of an extra base hit. In which case, if that what? happened and I had described that, I would go into the office and threaten somebody's life and start swinging because that is a home run, Holmes. That's that home is run. out of the ballpark. Yeah. The best night is it in is. the field. He went Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Come on, man. He yeah. went Amos Otis. He went Paul Blair. Who am I leaving out of that generation of great fielders? He went up and out of the ballpark to yank that back in. Yeah, it was great. Come on. And he Come went, on. That, that, that's a 40-inch vertical leap. That, that's yes. really impressive. David Thompson, that's good it. call. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Nick Saban, your boy, says he has yeah. no problem with Jimbo Fisher. Really? Really? Yeah, it's sort of diffused. Coco Golf makes it to the cities of a Grand Slam event for the first time. I'm surprised to hear that. I thought she made a semi in her very first. Maybe she made the quarters at Wimbledon or something. I don't know. That's very weak of Nick Saban. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 50th birthday, Dave Roberts. The manager of the Dodgers gets roasted every so often when he yanks his starter early, as he did last month when Clayton Kershaw was perfect through seven innings. But Kershaw had no public beef with it. Now in his seventh season as manager, Roberts won the World Series in 2020. And earlier this year on the Dan Patrick Show, guaranteed the Dodgers would win it again this year. So far, they're the best team in baseball. Roberts didn't have much of a career as an outfielder for five different teams, but as one shining moment happened in Game 4 of the ALCS in 2004, Roberts was put in the game as a pinch runner for Boston. The Red Sox were down three games to none against the Yankees, down 4-3 to three in the ninth. Roberts stole second, later came around with a tying run. The Red Sox won the game in the 12th, won the next three to get to the World Series, which they won for the first time in 86 years. Tony, I, I don't associate Dave Roberts instinctively with that Red Sox team. I just don't. 
Maybe he's been wearing blue too long. Wasn't he on the Orioles? Didn't you and I see and get to chat with him when he was on the Orioles? Wasn't that one of those five teams? I mean, I, I just don't, you know, Dave Roberts, Red Sox. I don't immediately make that association, but we know it's fact. I only make the association with the Dodgers at this point. Happy anniversary, Philadelphia 76ers. On this day, 39 years ago, the Sixers completed a sweep of the Los Angeles Lakers and won the NBA title. It was the first and only title Julius Serving would win in Philadelphia after being sold there immediately after the ABA-NBA merger. As great as Dr. J was, he needed Moses Malone to make the Sixers champs. These were the famous faux-faux-faux playoffs, a reference to Malone's prediction of how the Sixers would win. Actually, they turned out to be faux-five-faux, which is inscribed on the rings the players got. The Sixers had Irving, Malone, Bobby Jones, Mo Cheeks, Andrew Toney, a formidable team that had to bump up against the Bird Parish Mikhail Celtics in the East. The Lakers were the showtime group of Magic and Kareem. Moses was the key for Philadelphia. He was traded from Houston, ended up being the league and finals MVP. Tony, is that team, some people argue that's the greatest team of all time. Are you in that camp? Because I'm kind of persuaded in that direction. No. 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 Not, not even not? the greatest Sixers team of all time. The greatest Sixers team of all time is the one that finally beat Bill Russell with Will Chamberlain and Billy okay. Cunningham Chet and Walker. Luke Jackson and Chet Walker and Wally Jones and Hal Greer. That's right. the greatest Sixers team but of all time. that Moses team was, oh, my God, that was a great team. Very good. Very good. Happy trails to this Ryan Feltner pitch. Top of the second inning yesterday in Colorado. Where else? Rockies pitcher Feltner threw it, and Jesus Sanchez of the Marlins parked it 496 feet away in the third deck of Coors Field. That's the longest home run of this season and ties Sanchez with Mike Piazza for the second home, longest home run ever in Coors, just eight feet shy of a homer that Giancarlo Stanton hit there six years ago. That wasn't the only mammoth home run yesterday. Houston's Jordan Alvarez hit one 469 feet in Oakland, hit it off Paul Blackburn. Alvarez hit it on a 3-1 count. I thought it was 3-2 in the top of the fourth inning off the facade of the second deck. That's the fourth longest home run this season. That means two of the top four came within 20 minutes of each other. Tone, it just seems to me there were bigger tape measure home runs when I was a kid, like Stargell and Killebrew. Am I wrong? Am I just remembering it that way because I was a kid? But those guys, it seemed to me, hit 450-plus routinely, and that's just two of them. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't trust the tape measure that people just said in the booth, and I don't really care about launch angles, so it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to say. But I thought those guys were prodigious in the way they hit it. One error, Will were, man. Dave Roberts what? never played for the Orioles. Oh, wow. So I don't Who's know who you were talking to. But it wasn't know. him. I don't know. Somebody else Could've named Dave Roberts. Some, or somebody Could've named been. Dave or Bip or whatever. Let's go to the big Bip. finish. Bip Roberts. Coco Goff. Coco Goff beat Sloan Stevens to make it to the French Open semis. You're impressed, aren't you? It's her first slam semi. And she's, what, 18 years old? She's still got a, the whole career first. She's a baby still. Nick said, good for her. Nick Saban said he didn't say anyone did anything wrong at Texas A&M. You buying that? No, that's so weak. He said that Texas A&M bought every player on their team. Stop. Get, get out of here with this. Stand up. Joel Embiid, your boy, had thumb and finger surgery. Yeah. is projected to be ready for training camp. Is that a big deal? It's not training camp or the beginning of the season that I'm worried about with Joel. It's May and being healthy then. That's the big deal. Hope he is in the future. Tigers called up Roger Clemens' youngest son, Cody. Your thoughts? 
I always root for sons of. I hope it works out like Vlad Guerrero, Ken Griffey Jr., sometimes like Pete Rose Jr. doesn't, but I root. Last one. Angels try to snap their five-game losing streak tonight against the Yankees. Do you like their chances? Yeah, Syndergaard versus Montgomery. Couple of pop flies to right field, supply all the run you need. You know, 170-foot home runs, you can get back on track. We're out of time, trying to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. I don't think 270 gets you out. I think you need more than 270.